intended, for the most part, for publication. Even when Dick, who was an autodidact, if ever there was one, recapitulates some chestnut of philosophical or theological speculation, his own philosophical and theological writings remain unprecedented in their riotous urgency, their metaphorical verve, their self-satirizing charisma, and their lonely intimacy, as well as in their infuriating repetitiveness, stubbornness, insecurity, and elusiveness. They are unprecedented, in other words, because Philip K. Dick is Philip K. Dick, one of the more brilliant and unusual minds to make itself known to the twentieth century, even before this mostly unpublished trove now comes to light. Dick came to call this writing his exegesis. The process of its production was frantic, obsessive, and, it may be fair to say, involuntary. The creation of the exegesis was an act of human survival in the face of a life-altering crisis, both intellectual and emotional, the crisis of revelation. No matter how resistant we may find ourselves to this ancient and unfashionable notion, to approach the exegesis from any angle at all, a listener must first accept that the subject is revelation— a revelation that came to the person of Philip K. Dick in February and March of 1974, and subsequently demanded, for the remainder of Dick's days on earth, to be understood. Its pages represent Dick's passionate commitment to explicating the glimpse with which he had been awarded or cursed, not for the sake of his own psyche, nor for the cause of the salvation of humankind, but precisely because those two concerns seemed to him to be one and the same. The attempt eventually came to cover over 8,000 sheets of paper, largely handwritten. Dick often wrote through the night, running an idea through its paces over as many as a hundred sheets during a sleepless night or in a series of nights. These feats of superhuman writing are astonishing to contemplate, They impressed even an established graphomaniacal writer like Dick, who had once written seven novels in a single year. The fundamental themes of the exegesis come as no surprise. The body of work that established Dick's reputation, his forty-odd realist and surrealist novels written between 1952 and his death in 1982, concerns itself with questions like, What is it to be human? And What is the nature of the universe? These metaphysical, ethical, and ontological themes enmesh his work, even from its very beginnings in domestic melodrama, science fiction adventure, and humor, in an atmosphere of philosophical inquiry. Dick increasingly came to view his earlier writings, specifically his science fiction novels of the 1960s, as an intricate and unconscious precursor to his visionary insights. Thus he began to use them, as much as any ancient text or the Encyclopedia Britannica, as a source for his investigations. Never, to our knowledge, has a novelist borne down with such eccentric concentration on his own oeuvre, seeking to crack its code as if his life depended on it. The writing in these pages represents, perhaps above all, a laboratory of interpretation in the most absolute and open-ended sense of the word. When Dick began to write and publish novels based on the visionary material unearthed in the exegesis, he commenced interpreting those as well. So as these writings accumulated, they also became self-referential. The exegesis is a study of, among other things, itself. 
Fully situating this text's genesis within the flamboyant and heartbreaking life story of Philip K. Dick is beyond our reach in this introduction. We commend you to Lawrence Sutton's Divine Invasions, A Life of Philip K. Dick, published in 1989, and thankfully still in print. Sutton's biography finds its limitations only in the sense that neither he nor any other commentator in the years immediately following Dick's death, however persuaded of the unique relevance and appeal of his writing, could have predicted the expansion in its reputation and influence in the subsequent decades. What will be needed by a listener coming to the exegesis, however, whether familiar or not with Dick's great novels, is a brief encapsulation of what both Dick and Sutton call 2374, meaning simply February and March of 1974, for the simple reason that Dick's endless sequence of interpretations derive from that initial period of visions and a handful of external experiences.